season is about to be birthed. And a new beginning is going to be birthed in both of you. God has called you, He has planted you to lead this congregation. It's going to take every bit of might that every single one of you have. Will you answer the call? Will you answer the call today? Because God knew your seatbelt. Because 122 miles an hour. Do you know what that feels like? Brace yourself. God said in his word, behold, I'll do a new thing. All right, so that was a couple of Sundays ago. And on Saturday, the Saturday before, we had zero people scheduled to be baptized on that Saturday, and we baptized five at the conference. This Sunday night, we had zero people scheduled to be baptized on Sunday night, and then it turned into five people, and we ended up, well, let me, let me say this. We went into Saturday having two scheduled to be baptized on Sunday morning. And then my husband said, we're going to have a baptism service on Sunday night. And we had five scheduled. So we, that was seven in all. And by the end of Sunday night, 24 people had been baptized. Okay. So pretty cool that we baptized 24 on two, four of 24. <laughs> pretty cool. So that's some, that's some really neat, that's some really neat multiplication there. And then my dad called me after Sunday night and he said in 60 years, See, in September, this church um, celebrated 60 years in Rust, Texas, 60 years that I am third-generation pastor. And so I think my dad is, is a pretty good source when he says he's been here all 60 years. He says, never, never have I seen revival in this area like we are seeing revival right now, Okay. If you will remember, I mentioned to you last week that we've got to get ready because God is going to do something big. It is a new season. So he used the words birth. We are birthing, and he used it twice, and we're going to talk about the church as a mother, okay? So he says, will you answer the call? Now, let me ask you that today since it's been 10 days since we had that question asked. Today, are you still determined to answer the call? Will you answer the call for what God is doing? This is the call. Casey, let's go to 1 Peter 5, verse 1 through 4. Here's the call. Peter is speaking, and he says, To the elders among you, that is to the church, okay? So everybody say, to the church. Peter is saying, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Here's the call. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. Everybody look at your friend and say, under your care. Watching over them, not because you must but because you are willing, let me ask the question again. Will you answer the call? Are you willing to answer the call to shepherd God's flock that is under your care, watching over them? 
Not because we must, but because you are willing as God wants you to be. Not pursuing dis dishonest gain, but eager to serve. Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Everybody say, to the flock. And when the chief shepherd, which is Jesus, when the chief shepherd who owns the flock because he redeemed them with his blood, when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the, the crown of glory that will never fade away. That is the call. Now let's go to the second clip, and we're going to need sound on this also. So I asked Amy today to tell me how far the tentacles of um, what God is doing here has reached since September. This We have had people coming in, and you can call uh, several of these long-distance members, okay? Thailand, Amen. Uganda, Germany, Pakistan. Florida, we have a member in Florida named Adriana. California, Jonathan's mom. Virginia tapped, uh, texted, messaged on Sunday and said, I live in Virginia. I'm in the Navy. I was watching the revival service tonight and the Lord ministered through y'all 2,000 miles away and messaged Virginia. Oklahoma, Louisiana, Colorado, Illinois, Alabama, Maryland, New York, and the Gulf of Mexico. Texas cities, not surrounding Rust. We're not including those. Frankston, Henderson, Lufkin, Arlington, Ben Wheeler, Cleburne, Tyler, Texas City, Huntsville, Gainesville, Silsby, Odessa, El Paso, Eustace, Maybank, Gun Barrel City, and Athens. We have a work to do. All right? We are not building this except the Lord build the house. We would labor in vain if we try to build it. So we have to answer the call. That's a lot of people that the Father is drawing, okay? The Father draws them. Jesus said in John chapter 6, 44, he says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him okay so the father draws people okay but then what does he do i'm going to tell you tonight he draws people and puts them in the care of a mother so we've got a father's drawing and a mother's care we're going to talk about that tonight how many of you believe right now that the father is drawing people you see it if you don't believe it, then you're, you need to just open your eyes a little bit. He is drawing people unlike we have ever, ever seen before. So what does this mean for us? This means, according to 1 Peter 5, this means that the chief shepherd 
is placing people under our care. He is, he chooses to place people under our care. Peter said, we are to be shepherds of God's flock. This is not our flock. This is not our harvest. It's his, but it is our stewardship. Okay. We don't own it, but we do have stewardship responsibility. There is a group of people that God is choosing to place under our care. We don't deserve it. We didn't even know to reach Kenneth and Sarah. God placed them under our care. We don't own them, but we are responsible to steward them. All right? You see it? We do not build our... You don't get to build who sits in this house with you, but... For those of you that are established, if you're not a new spiritual baby, if you're established, then I'm going to teach you tonight that the Lord is sending people that he is trusting you to care for. It's a big responsibility and it's a big honor. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Everybody say the care of a mother, the care of a mother. So before we go any further, let me lay a foundation really quick. Would you put the, the pictures of Bryce up there and don't just leave them up there while I read these scriptures, okay? I'm going to read you some scriptures. I'm going to establish what this picture is, okay? You'll want to write these down because we're not going to put them on the screen. You can study these at home. Isaiah 40 verse 10 and 11 says, Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand. And his arms shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Keep those up there if you will. Mark chapter 6 verse 34. And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep, not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them. Bryce and Lexi went to Ireland back in October and they sent us these pictures and all I could think about when looking at this is if I've ever needed a picture of what I look like in my heavenly father's arms, that is a picture of a gentle father. He calls us sheep. He says it right here. Like a shepherd, he will gather the lambs with his arm. He's not talking about real physical lambs. He's calling his people his lambs, and he, he wants to hold us. He wants to gather us. Let's talk about what all lambs need. Lambs are vulnerable. They're weak. They are unable to protect themselves. They are unable to provide for themselves. They are unable to guide themselves. They require a shepherd. Now let's talk about people. We are vulnerable. The strongest of us is weak. We are unable to protect ourselves. We are very limited on how we can protect ourselves 
from the enemy. Okay, we are unable to provide for ourselves. How many of you can write down one thing that you were the complete source of? Not the air you breathe. Okay, not, not the pen you write with. Not the money you spend. It is all sourced from the source and God actually means source and sustainer. So that means none of us are able to be our own source, nor are we able to sustain our own life. Every breath we breathe is borrowed from the source that lent it to us. So we are vulnerable. We are weak. We are unable to protect ourselves. We are unable to provide for ourselves. We are unable to guide ourselves. How many of you know what you're going to face when you wake up in the morning? Okay. Uh, I believe it's David that puts it this way. We are like vapor. That's how strong we are. I love that Brother Jack brought this out one day. There was a king named Herod that just kind of forgot how weak he was. And as he began to receive glory that only be belonged to God, he fell dead and worms ate him. That's what the strongest of us look like. We require a shepherd. Amen. Keep the picture on the screen. Let me read a few more. Psalm chapter 100 verse 1. It says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing, which is what we did tonight. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now let's see what Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 27. He says, my sheep hear my voice. So I want you to see yourself as the sheep. And Bryce is an example there of the Lord. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give them eternal life and they shall never perish Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. All right. Thank you, Casey. I guess you could just leave it up there. I don't need to go to another scripture now. So let's now that I've established that foundation, let's talk about today's sheep. All right. People today are lost. People today are being devoured. They are being stolen from. Their hope is killed. Their lives are being destroyed. And yet we all know that these same people whose lives are being destroyed, whose hope is stolen, who are weak, who are being devoured, we know that Jesus Christ redeemed every single one of them, right? He, I like to say this, it, it did not take any more blood for you than it took for your pastor. The same amount of blood... So Jesus Christ died for the worst sinner, just like he died for whoever you think is the perfect person in your life. It did not take 
more blood for you and less blood for the pastor. It took just as much blood to save the most saved person as it did for the person that you call the most lost. All right? That is a level playing field. So we know that Jesus came to redeem his people and his word tells us in 1 Peter, which is the text, that he is the chief shepherd. All right? So if he's the chief shepherd and he has a flock, where does the church come into play? And we're going to move now into a little Bible study. And if the Lord will help me, I will do my best to show you our part in this new season and in this harvest. So, Casey, if you'll go to John chapter 21, verse 14. I'm going to read you a passage of scripture here that is actually Jesus communicating with Peter after Jesus had already died, after he had already been buried, and after he had already resurrected. It says, This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So he's already died. He's already been resurrected. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Now what he's talking about is fish because Simon had gone back to fishing because Jesus had died. He went back to his old life. Okay. So now he's making money again. And Jesus had just allowed them to catch an overabundance of fish. So Jesus is saying, Simon, do you love me more than these? Because all these fish look like dollar signs. All these fish look like good provision. Do you love me more than these? And Simon says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, say the next with me, feed my lambs. Okay? Keep going, Casey. So he said to him again a second time, Simon of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. So he said to him, say this with me, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Now, this is the same Peter. If we rewind before Jesus died, the same Peter in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Now we're going to rewind Jesus has not died yet. Jesus is having a conversation with Peter, and he says, Upon this rock, Peter, I will build my church, Matthew 16, verse 18, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He says, You are Peter, and on this rock, Peter, I will build my church. Everybody say church. And the gates of Hades 
shall not prevail against it. Against what? Against the church. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Who is he talking to there? Peter. Right? He's talking to Peter about a church that is to come that will have um, victory over the gates of hell. Does everybody see that? So he established with Peter, hey, I've got a church coming. I've got a church coming. I'm going to build my church, and I'm going to give you keys to the kingdom. And then he died, and he comes to Peter, same person, and said, do you love me? If you love me, then feed my lambs. So what he's saying to Peter is, I said I was going to build a church, and it's going to look like people, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to intend on you to feed them and love them and tend to them. So now the church today is Peter, and the harvest is the flock. And Jesus is asking you, do you love me more than all this other stuff the world is offering you? Lord, you know I do. Then feed my people. Do you love me more than all this other stuff? God, you know I do. You know I love you. Then take care of the harvest. Feed my lambs. That's the responsibility of the church. This is the same Peter that stood up in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 on the day that the church that Jesus told Peter he was going to build in Matthew 16, the lambs that he told Peter, I'm going to need you to tend, now it's happened. Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost. He told everyone, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then he tells them, for this promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many lambs as the Lord our God shall call. And with any other, many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Okay, then they said, okay, Peter, so what do we need to do? Peter tells them that. Then he says, keep right there. Those that Peter just preached to, the lambs, the, the church being birthed, they gladly received and about 3,000 souls were added to them. Right here, now, the ball is rolling. Church is the mother. Care for the flock that I'm placing under your stewardship. That is the picture that we are still living today, okay? But today... Where Peter is would be, for East Texas, the role we have to play, Peter would be us, okay? Amen. Opening these doors, 
The 3,000 are people walking through these doors saying, I got to be saved. What do I need to do to be saved? Because I'm devoured. What can I do to not live like this anymore? I'm tormented. I'm miserable. Everything's stealing from me. How do I get out of this bondage? And we get to teach them. And immediately God draws them in and then places them under our care. Now, do you think that Peter took care of all 3,000 of those people? Or do, so is it Peter's responsibility or is it the church's responsibility? So now you look over to your neighbor and say, this is where you come into play. Same Peter. The same Peter where Jesus said, I'm going to build a church. The same one where Jesus said, if you love me, then tend my lambs. Okay, the same Peter that stood up on the day of Pentecost and the church was birthed, the same Peter now is speaking to the church and he says, to all of you, 1 Peter 5, back to the text, to all the elders among you, that means if you are not a spiritual baby right now, I am telling you, I want to appeal as a fellow elder. No longer is it me that Jesus is talking to. He's telling everybody, he's talking to you too. So what Peter's doing is saying, it's not my responsibility to feed all these lambs and to tend to all these sheep. Like, you're an elder too. You got to get up here and, and help me. Thousands of years later, 2,000 years later, Peter is still appealing to Covenant Church of East Texas. To the elders of Covenant Church. I am appealing, Peter is saying, as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. Watch over them. Not because you do it out of obligation but because you are willing as God wants you to be. And don't you dare pursue dishonest gain, but be eager to serve. Do not lord it over those entrusted to you, but be examples to the flock. So when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory. Let's talk about a mother now. You don't find a mother um, that's a healthy mother. That pursues dishonest gain with her children. You won't find a healthy mother that kicks her kids out of the way so she can eat the food while they starve. You don't find a healthy mother that kicks her kids out of the way so that she can take care of herself at the expense of her kids. We will be a healthy mother and we will not scoop people out of the way because these babies are taking up what belongs to me. These babies are getting my parking place. These babies are getting my pastor's attention. These babies are just all in my way. Look over to your friend right now and say, it's just time to grow up a little bit because you're a mama now. It's time to be a mama, okay? Mamas, healthy mamas don't take their babies and throw them to the lines and then run for their life. A healthy mama gets between the babies and the lions. We're going to be a mama. 
Okay? So Peter is telling us here that God is drawing people to himself. And God is looking at us today saying, feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. I've placed them under your care and watch over them. So we've got the father's sheep, the mother's care. The father's drawing, the mother's embrace. Got it? So let's talk about what a mom, a healthy mom does. I woke up this morning knowing I was going to teach this lesson. And um, while I was still laying in the bed, my mind went back to January 22nd, 2001. And then May the 31st, 2005, when I gave birth to my sons. And I, the mental picture just played out like a video in my mind. The moment the baby was born, the doctor allowed Jeremy to cut the umbilical cord and immediately said, let's put the baby on, Mama. Right off the bat, when the baby is born, the baby connects with Mom right off the bat. And when Jesus Christ draws people he fully intends to connect them to a mama that will love them, that will nurture them, that will feed them, that will nourish them, that will embrace them, and that will care for them. In order for a baby to be healthy, it has to experience a mother's love. You know that, that babies that are raised in orphanages and they don't get time with love from a mother, they actually don't develop properly. A baby needs to have the love of a mother, a spiritual baby. And all of that is God's design. And we are the representation of, of we play out in the physical what God has laid out in the spiritual. He fully intends. Now, I don't want to, I don't want to split hairs. If you feel like I don't have to have a church to be saved, we're not even going there, but I'm preaching to a church that has to know what God expects out of us. And when he pulls people out of the world, he needs to put them in a mama's heart that won't judge them, that won't hate them, that won't hate on them, that won't be mean to them. Somebody that'll say, I'm not afraid of you. Come on in. I can love you. Like Chuck said, I can consume all of that torment you've got and I'm going to love you through. It. I'm going to embrace you through it. I'm going to get between you and the enemy. And right now there's a harvest of people that are being drawn into the kingdom. When the church is healthy, then every single day new people are added to the church. And what's that going to take? Every one of us having the heartbeat of a mother. <clears throat> So this is our role. People, the Bible refers to, are like sheep having gone astray. Just look out into the world. They're like sheep having gone astray and the Father is drawing them. But let me ask you, where will he draw them to? He'll draw them to a mother. He's drawing them to the arms of his bride, that is us, drawing them to a church. And our role is to embrace them, 
to tend to them, to feed them. I want to show this video. Here's the mother with the harvest. We'll need some. I want you to hear what Lexi starts. She starts feeding immediately. Then she starts speaking over it. So right off the bat, what does she do? She embraces it. She feeds it. She starts speaking love over that little thing. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to embrace the lost and the hurting. We're going to feed the lost and the hurting. And we're going to say, you're beautiful. But I've never been told I'm beautiful before. I've only been told that I'm unlovable. You're lovable. You're lovely. You're pure. You're righteous. You're redeemed. You're free. So now I want to ask you, will you answer the call? Lex, if you'll come. If he's saying, Tim, will you feed my lambs, ox, tend my sheep, Andrea and Derek, I got sheep that I need you to care for, Angela and Brandy, you're not a baby anymore, I have people I need you to tend, Vernell, do you love me, feed my lambs, Diana, do you love me, feed my sheep, so what he's calling us to do is he's calling every single one of us. And here's the beautiful thing. I'm a mother. And I'm a daughter too. I'm a mother who needs a mother. So I want to I wanna help you with a paradigm shift. If you're like, but I, I, need, I need to be mentored. Okay. You can have a spiritual mother. But I had a mother and I still became a mother. Like, you don't have to wait until you don't need a mother. My mom texts me and says, you still need a mama. I I do. So the fact that I need a mother doesn't disqualify me from being a mother. So I know you don't feel like you've got it all together. Somebody in this house can mother you. And I know, men, I'm speaking to you too because... This is not, you're the bride of Christ. This, get, get, get the physical out of, out of your mind, okay? You are called to love. You are called to embrace. You are called to feed. You are called to tend. To Peter is our example of this. So maybe you feel like I need, I need to be mentored. I need to be cared for. Okay, connect. Be mentored. But while you're mentoring, find somebody else that you can tend to and love and pour into. Because I promise you, if you've just grown a little bit, there's somebody worse off than you. There's somebody that needs what you have, even if you don't have it all. I was nursing a baby when I still needed my mom to pay for my groceries because I couldn't keep up with my purse. But it didn't disqualify me from being a mom. 
Okay? So now I want to ask you. This is not to everyone because I'm preaching to a mixed crowd. I'm preaching to those that are ready to answer the call. And then I'm preaching to those that are just part of the harvest. But I want to ask you right now, now that you know what the call is, the call is that God wants to place his children under your care to feed them the word of God, to tend to them, to embrace them, to love them. Now I want to know if you'll answer the call. Will you stand to your feet? I'm going to ask Lexi to sing this song. We're going to do the baptism in five minutes, but let's take five minutes right now for us to do what God wants to do through us. I'm going to ask Lexi to sing this song. If you are someone that is, you feel like you're in the harvest. You're somebody that God is just now drawing. And you feel like God has sent you to Covenant Church because he's trying to put you in the embrace of a mother. Then I want you to be able to come to the altar. And then I want the mother to go to work. If you you need somebody to tend to you, if you need somebody to love you, if you need somebody to train you, if you need somebody to care for you, these altars are open for you. And there is a group of people that has said that they will answer the call. And the, the mother is going while you're in the pew. I want you to say, Lord, give me the heart that I need to take my eyes off of myself. Take my eyes off of the world. Let me hear you say to me, Brianne, do you love me more than these? God, place that call on my heart so that I can have the love that is required to care for your flock. I'm going to ask Lexi to sing. Let's do those things at the same time. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. You can use anything, Lord. You can Let's have some mamas go to work. Me. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. We got a big purpose. Touch my heart, Lord, speak. We got a big purpose. Me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. This is our prayer right now. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Come on, in the pews, we're asking for God to give us the heart of a mother. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. People need a mighty, mighty God. They need a loving mother. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Use me, Jesus. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, take my 
feet. Touch my heart. Touch my heart, Lord. Speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Come on, sing it one more time. If you can use anything. If you, you can, can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Use me, use me, Jesus. If you, you can, can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, take my feet, touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. All right, now I want this. If you need the Lord to give you the heart for his people to care for them, then I just want you to come up to the front. We're going to have a couple of things going on at one time. These people are going to continue to pray with those that are already at the altar. But if you need God to give you the heart for his flock, if you need God to give you the heart for his sheep, you need to hear the voice of the Lord, or you need him to give you the strength, or you need him to give you the boldness or the courage, come on up. The baptisms can get ready at this time. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Come on, she's take your hands. Take my Take my hands, Lord, take my feet, touch my heart, touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use. Lord, give me a heart for the lost. Let me not be selfish. Help me to take the focus off of myself and put my focus on your people. Help me not to be self-centered in this new season. Help me not to push babies to the side so I can get what I want. Lord, help me to grow. Help me to develop. Give me the heart of a mother. Give me the words to say when I come in contact with the lost. Give me the responsibility. Help me to feel the responsibility for those that you're placing under my care. God, help me to trust you to lead me. Help me to trust myself to hear you. In the name of Jesus, if you shrink back in intimidation, I bind the spirit of intimidation right now. You can lead God's people. You can care for God's people. You're needed. The harvest is calling for you. The lambs need you. You can use me. Take my hands, Lord. Take my feet. I give what I've got. Touch my heart, Lord. Speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take the lead, legs. You can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Use me, God. If you can use anything, Lord, use me, use me, use me. Take my hands, Lord, take my feet, touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. All right, if you know it now, come on, lift your voice and sing it with us. If you can use anything. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use. Use me, Jesus, use me, Jesus. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you 
can use anything, Lord. You can use Come on, it's a church. I want everybody to sing it right now. We have a responsibility. You can use anything, Lord. You can use me. There's a place for you. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Let me pray over us. Zane, whenever you're ready, just put it on. So, Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would stir our hearts. And that as a church, we know that you are calling us to be a healthy church and you are calling us to be a healthy mother. And I ask God that you would take our our selfishness and turn it into selflessness. I pray that you would take our hunger and desire for the world and turn it into a hunger and a desire to reach the world. Yes, yes. God, I ask that you would let us feel our responsibility in this new harvest. I pray in the name of Jesus that beginning right now while I'm praying this prayer, that you would begin to raise up men and women of God to hear the calling of Peter that is saying, tend the flock of God, care for the flock of God. Let us feel it. Give us a love for the harvest. And Lord, if we are distracted by our own struggles, then I ask in Jesus' name that you would turn our focus to you and that you would heal us of the things that the enemy is able to consistently use against us to keep us from answering the call. We lay it down. And we say we're willing. We will answer the call. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everyone. I want to teach y'all. Here's how you do it. It's simple. I want to invite all of y'all to be at church Sunday morning. Yes. All right, so no longer passing up somebody because you don't feel qualified. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. All right? We're going to be a mother. We're going to be a healthy mother. If you're coming Sunday morning, you better be here early. I will tell you this. uh, The word is getting out in a big, big way. So there, if you didn't notice on Facebook, there's a, a little reel. They call it a reel that was made about the revival. And, um... It's just a short video. If you haven't seen it, go and look. But I'll tell you this. There's never been one made that came out of Covenant Church that had over 3,000 views. So um, there's people that are watching, and they're watching you. So be what she taught us today. Be that person who has, I know the men were like, I'm not a mother. I'm, I'm a dude. I mean, I don't even know how to, what are we doing here? But you have it within you to have some love. Get out there this the rest of the week. Today's Wednesday. You got Thursday, Friday, Saturday to show some love to someone. Love them. 
teach them, bring them, invite them. Come on, can we do it? We can do it. All right, we've got a baptism that's happening right now. George Sanchez is going to baptize right now in the name of Jesus. Javi, upon the confession of your faith and obedience to the Word of God, I now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins in Jesus' name. Upon the confession of your faith and the obedience to the word of God, I now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. In Jesus' name. And here I am. Let's give him praise, church. Look at that excitement behind me. Look at that excitement behind him. I love it. I love these families coming together. All right, if you don't know and if you weren't here Sunday night, who wasn't here Sunday night? Raise your hand if you weren't here Sunday night. In case you didn't hear and you don't know, there was we baptized 24 people Sunday night. Now, let me just tell you how many was scheduled. Five. So whatever plans you got for this Sunday morning, just know that God's probably going to change it. And he's probably going to, there's probably going to be some friends that you've been talking to, inviting, and you're going to see, hey, they showed up. So don't let them show up and not you show up. Be here Sunday morning. Be here early. All of the ones you've been inviting, all the ones you've been praying for, be sure that you reach out to them again and tell them, hey, revival's happening. It's going on. And we would love to see you here.